We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, what's up, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome to another episode of Outside the Trenches. I am BJ Kissel, joined as always by Nick Leckie here on our show, presented by our good friends at Jack Stack Barbecue. If you haven't yet seen our promotion uh, or Nick's shirt there for everybody watching on YouTube, uh, if you haven't heard about our promotion, if you would follow us on Twitter at KC Sports Network and make sure to subscribe to our newsletter on Substack. You can find that pretty much anywhere on social media where you follow any of the hosts, any of the eight of us, uh, a part of KC Sports Network. Uh, you will be entered to win a $50 Jackstack gift card. I'm giving away five of those on Friday, so make sure you're following us for a chance to win. We'll be doing these quite a bit, thanks to our good friends at Jackstack. Jackstack. <laughs> What's up, Nick? <laughs> I love how how the the NFL schedule release day has mm-hmm. eclipsed Groundhog Day in in popularity and in, in most most watch moments of the off season. If they can monetize it, they're going to do it. Like I'm surprised we don't just get like ping pong balls and they just like literally do the whole process live if they can figure out a way to put sponsors on it. That would be cool. Like you're talking about like the NBA draft, like the lottery type thing with the ping pong balls. Just say like something. Hey, we're just going to do it randomly. You got to add some drama. Like Paper it's cool that they, they can kind of peek behind the curtain. It doesn't really happen. It's just kind of coming out. I will say the one thing that I do like about the, the NFL draft schedule and um, something that wasn't always like my cup of tea just because my brain doesn't work that way <laughs> in a lot of ways. But uh, the creative teams for the NFL, like the digital teams, um, get to kind of show their creativity in different ways to announce the schedule. And I know uh, for a lot of fans and the grumpy old people like me are just like, give me a graphic and just let me see the schedule. Uh, I don't even watch a three minute video, but it's cool to see what they do. And they always do cool stuff. The Chiefs did some cool stuff. Uh, kind of poked fun at Andy Reid a little bit with his, uh, we look forward to the challenge of, you know, recording outside the trenches without dropping an F-bomb uh, during the intro this time. So, so far it's a success, Nick. It really is. I think recording at night, uh, it, it's it's uh, my my f bombs are dulled a little bit, and and it's I've got nothing to be be cantankerous about with the schedule release. Yeah, and we're going to go through it right now. I I think whenever the schedule comes out, there's always a few things that fans want to look for. You know, when's the first home game? Um, you know, 
primetime games, just kind of the schedule, set their tailgating schedule, holidays, you know, is there a Christmas game, is there a Thanksgiving game, all that kind of stuff. And uh, for the most part, not a lot of surprises for the Chiefs. I was a, I'm a little surprised. I think for like the second year in a row, it just seemed like I thought we would get more uh, primetime games. Uh, but that being said, like can't complain too much about the schedule. Uh, before we get into our just, you know, five things that we feel like fans should just, you know, take away from if you want to know right now over the next week what you what just stands out about the schedule we're going to go through all that but first i'm going to give you guys some really boring information for those auditory listeners and learners i'm going to run through the schedule real fast because the chiefs open up the 2021 campaign in week one against the cleveland browns and that game is at home at 325 and we will get into this a little bit more nick but i really like uh, the 325 home games at Arrowhead. You don't have them a lot, but from a tailgating perspective, it's perfect because you can get a little bit of sleep, get up early still, make sure you get out there and get your business taken care of. Uh, tailgating so you can get in there and make a difference once once the game starts. But uh, that and then week two at Baltimore, uh, that is a Sunday night game at 720 on NBC. Week three against the Chargers, uh, that is a noon game at home. And then week four, this one is going to be talked about a lot uh, and that is at Philadelphia, Andy Reid going back. Not the first time he's gone back. Again, we're back through that cycle um, of, you know, all of the places that he had gone on the road in his first year in Kansas City just because of how they play the different divisions. Uh, and then week five against the Buffalo Bills, so another playoff team uh, early in the season for the Chiefs. That game is also on Sunday night. Uh, so weeks three and week five, the Chiefs will be in prime time. Or excuse me, weeks two and week five, the Chiefs will be in Sunday night football prime time. Uh, week six against the Washington football team. Uh, that game is on the road at noon. Week seven, home against, or excuse me, on the road against the Tennessee Titans. That game is also at noon. Week eight, home against the New York Giants. That is Monday night football. Week nine, the extra game, that 17th Lame. game that felt put in there. Yeah, I'm never going to get used to this. There's 17 games on the schedule this year. Uh, but that week nine game against the Packers, and who is the starting quarterback? Is it Blake Bortles who signed? <laughs> <laughs> I know all the NFL people says this has nothing to do with Aaron Rodgers. Well, if it doesn't have anything to do with Aaron Rodgers, you got to convince it has something to do with Jordan Love. And if you have to bring in Blake Bortles to compete with your first-round pick from last year who hadn't played, who – this whole Aaron Rodgers thing. He's one of the best quarterbacks. If he wants to be there, he should be there. It's not about that. But you bring in a guy to compete. What have you seen from Jordan Love at practice that makes you want to bring in competition at that spot? So it says something about either Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love. Take your pick. But uh, I still think Aaron Rodgers will end up being the quarterback this year. But week 10 at Las Vegas, Sunday night football, November 14th. Nick, I'm really excited. I won't be able to go. But I would be really excited to catch that Saturday morning flight out of Kansas City to Vegas the day before the primetime game. Because I feel like that flight will be a whole lot different than the Monday morning flight on November 15th coming back from Raiders after a Sunday oh, night man. football game for Chiefs fans who wanted to make the trip out to Vegas. I want to make that. I want to make those club seats in uh, Vegas. Uh, where you can get the in the end zone, they got like the nightclub. Is it Live or something like that? Or one of the nightclubs Probably. Has, a, has a spot where you can get like it's like uh, bottle service and uh, champagne campaigners and uh, sparklers and all that stuff. I think that would be fun because Important. it combines two ridiculous things is in Vegas and that's the club scene and bottle service. Yeah, I'm old school. I just go watch a football game, you know. But hey, mm. 
I've got I'll a short attention I'll... span, BJ. Fair enough. Fair enough. So does everyone else now. Uh, but week 11, we're not even like halfway through this. I'm sorry. Uh, week 11 against the Dallas Cowboys. Again, that one is at home at 325 on Sunday, November 21st. Again, that's just one of those fun home 325 games. You don't see those a lot at Arrowhead. Uh, so that is cool. And then you've got the bye week in week 12. And we will get to that, Nick. But I know that is, that is a good spot if you are a player for a bye week compared to where it could be. Again, we'll get to that here in a minute. Uh, week 13 at home against the Denver Broncos. That game is at noon, as is the game week 14 against the Raiders. Back-to-back AFC West opponents right there at home. And then they go on the road to the Los Angeles Chargers in week 15. Uh, that is a Thursday night game. Ugh. So they're going at home against the Raiders and then on the road traveling three days later. Uh, to go on the road to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. And when you look at this schedule, I know they play Pittsburgh the next week. That's week 16. But uh, to, to go back to week 15 here real quick, you know, the last three games being Pittsburgh, who's okay, Cincinnati, and then Denver. Uh, and granted, Cincinnati and Denver are both on the road. We don't know what Cincinnati is going to be, and anything can change. But just looking at it on paper right now, it seems like, that game week 15, that Thursday night game could be for the division. I know there's three weeks left after that game, but that is the Chargers team that everybody always picks to win the Super Bowl or win the division for like nine straight years. But we know Justin Herbert's good and they had a very good draft. Um, and they've had a lot of success with Justin Herbert once he was stepped in as a starter. So they're going to be a legitimate contender. And so that week 15 game would be one that I would circle uh, as probably being the key game for the Chiefs uh as far as like winning the division or whatever so you know you're gonna they're gonna be in it it's not being cocky chiefs fan that's just the reality of having the best player in football on your team uh and you have a good roster so granted everybody's staying healthy i think that week 15 game against the chargers is going to be where it's at nick i i agree well and i think that the difficult thing it's like it's kind of a dick move by the nfl but i love how they they make it tough for you to like repeat because it's like you know you've got you know all three of your divisional rivals and then, haha! Late in the season, you got to travel for a Thursday game, and that sucks. Traveling yeah. for a Thursday game absolutely sucks because it's like you leave, you know, Wednesday night, so you get, you know, Monday, Tuesday to prepare, Wednesday, and then you're you're off, you're leaving. So it's just yeah. it's weird. I'll say the the one weird thing about this schedule compared to years past, and all the information in front of me, but I know for at least two or three years in a row, the Chiefs had finished like three of the last four had always been at home including like back-to-back home games. And this is the opposite and that they're going on the road and back-to-back in weeks 17 and 18. Uh, so there's a lot of different ways you can look at it from a competitive advantage. Um, it's not great. The teams, you know, I don't think Cincinnati or Denver are going to be competing to win their divisions this year, but I will say from a, like a fan perspective, I like it because it means that there's more home games earlier in the season. Uh, and that's good because that's when it's warmer. So I'd rather be <laughs> at Arrowhead. I'd rather be tailgating at Arrowhead early in the season. And then for the few games that we would go to, I don't know how much we're going to go to games this year because we've got a uh, post-game show that we're going to be talking about uh, here in a few weeks. Uh, not going to give away the details quite yet, uh, but pretty cool deal. Um, but yeah, I, I like the way the schedule kind of stands out. I don't think a, Thursday game in week 15 on short rest on the road is going to be great. That's going to be kind of one of those gut it through. But like I said, that's going to end up being the game. I think that's going to really sway one way or another, the division. And so you can get up for that game. And as much as it is, it sucks for the chiefs having to travel. You know, you look at the charger schedule, they're playing on a short week too. So 
Works yeah, both but ways. At, at home, at home, so you don't have to travel. And and then Chiefs are going, yeah. you know, minus two hours. Is it so. is it a home game though for the Chargers? I mean, they they might if they're winning. Who has more fans? If they're winning. Who has more fans? You know what? And that could be a perfect time <laughs> to uh, raid uh, SoFi 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 Stadium. Is that how we say it? SoFi. I like saying SoFi. Yeah. So, SoFi Stadium. Go with what and, you feel. And, and I'm, I'm calling it Arrowhead. I'm not calling it GHA Field. So <laughs> I know it's all over the everything. Like I just, it's too much. It's a mouthful. But yeah, but what what Chiefs fan wouldn't want to escape to the, the the sunny confines of of Los Angeles on December sixteenth, man? What what a perfect time to get away. Yeah, if you're looking for like a family trip to go on a road trip to a game, that might be the one that you want to go to. And so I'm looking up the Chargers schedule real quick just because I'm curious. And they have got – they're at home against the Giants. They go back-to-back at home. So they got the Giants on December 12th on that Sunday, and then they turn around and play us uh, a few days later. So I was hoping they'd be on the road, and I was – Really hoping they weren't coming off a buy. I don't think they do buys that late in the season. But, um, yeah, nothing too crazy about it. But to go through the five things that just stand out to us, uh, we'll just knock through these real quick. It won't be a terribly long episode. But, you know, the added game, you know, that game against the Packers. As a foreign player, I know that there's been a lot of talk of it. You know, the owners have been pushing it for a while. Um, you know, they'll take away a preseason game. They don't sell a lot of tickets and they try to knock the prices off and fans complain because the ticket prices are different and the quality's not the same and yada, yada, yada. And so the owners have been pushing this for a long time and they, they got it. They got it through with some concessions on the other side. But uh, just how do you feel looking at the schedule now, knowing that there's not this just very uniform 16 game schedule that now there's this odd number of 17? It'll take some getting used to. Uh, there's gonna be a lot of conspiracy theories about this added game. You know, 17 games, and and I like I like the matchup. You know, I, I think the NFL is really hoping that they're gonna get their their Rodgers Mahomes sort of passing the torch or you know still battling for the torch matchup. And just get used to it, right? Just just get used to it. Yeah. It sucks. I don't know how it got through. Uh, they must have made some concessions. Uh, I remember when. When they elevated the uh, the salaries for everybody due to some other stuff because they're making a bunch of money and um, a lot of players were upset because like a lot of the smaller players like we had a long snapper and his his salary got bumped and the team was like oh you don't get your bonus because we bumped your salary and they were like <laughs> yeah so we'll see what kind of stuff that they're doing but it's it's the another new normal yeah. And there's going to be plenty of them. And the, all the reports say, and I don't think anything's officially been said. I know Clark Hunt came out and said that they're proceeding with the expectation that the stands will be at 100% capacity. And there's reports saying that the NFL is kind of headed that way. And the way that you know the news coming out, that I think six states in the country are over 70% of people have at least had their first shot of the vaccination, not to get into that whole conversation. But all of the information is gearing towards months from now, the stadiums are going to be full and things are going to be hopefully somewhat back to normal and maybe some other policies or procedures in place there. But uh, the more that we just, the expectation is everything's going to be back to normal. Uh, I can't wait to even hear it, you know, through the TV, uh, you know, fans back in the stands uh, at a home game at Arrowhead stadium. It's just going to be special. So that first tailgate, um, that first home game being in the three twenty-five, people get out there and tailgate. That's going to be a beautiful atmosphere. Yeah, and the first flyover too, and and everything, oh. and, and ending the national anthem properly, like this is like really just you know with the big old, jeez. So it'll be that'll be a lot of fun, and you know get back that home field advantage. 
too. And then, you yeah. know, so it's, it's a lot to play for this year with, with full capacity and having that stadium noise. And I just want to see this offensive line just go out there. I want to see Clyde Edwards Alaire get like 25 carries, go for like a buck 30 with a tutty and just let Mahomes go for 300 yards, three touchdowns, and make it feel like, oh, I didn't really have a good game. It's like, yeah, he only went, he threw for 320 yards and three touchdowns. So that's what I want to see uh, in that first one. But uh, the second point and the second thing to know in the schedule, and I kind of talked about it throughout, is just I think this is a great tailgating schedule for Chiefs fans. I know that that's one of the first things that, you know, when we had season tickets that I'd always look at, uh, ho- nine home games this year, and only three of them are at noon. Um Maybe people are morning people and they really like getting up and being out there, you know, four o'clock in the morning. Uh, for me, no, for me, hold on, personally, hold on, hold on. People go out there at four o'clock in the morning. Dude, people would tailgate in line to get into the stadium. They would intentionally get there at like four before it was even open, set up their grills and then start hanging out like hundreds that. of people. I respect hundreds. that. I respect those are my people. If, if we're drinking at 4 a.m. for no reason or for a Chiefs game, that's big time. That's big I can time. tell this story now that statute limits, like, doesn't matter. Uh, when I <laughs> – when we had season tickets in 2013, so my wife and I had moved – Megan and I had moved back from San Diego in 2013. It was Andy Reid's first year. And we had season tickets. And so the first home game, we got out. There was a noon game, and I only know this because we got there at the butt crack of dawn. So we got there like 6 o'clock in the morning, and uh, I, for whatever reason, it was – great idea uh, i had a bottle of patron with a straw in it and that was my drink of choice that day and i was cheersing arrowhead and i took a picture of it and they won because that year do you remember we started like nine and oh and i never forget pete prisco called us like the worst nine and oh team in nfl history <laughs> still mad oh, uh, about him. but he was i think he was right um but i had that picture and being a creature of habit and just superstitious i took a picture every game then Every home game, I would get out there and I would cheers it with a bottle of Patron. And then when I got an, an email from the Chiefs saying, like, you're going to get interviewed to be our team report, I went and deleted all those pictures. It's <laughs> like, this oh, probably didn't go. Oh, you bum. Hey, oh, I might not I have got it. that job if I, I thought I was it. like a – I had a problem. You know, hey, I was um, just superstitious. And no, you're a baseball. It's, it the baseball. it's the baseball within you, BJ. I think I think that's awesome that, that you thought to delete that – Meanwhile, NFL draft picks don't have their social media cleaned up. You yeah. know, it's like <laughs> it's lyric, <laughs> right? Just, I mean, come on, man. What do you think? Just don't do it. But even like as a fifteen, anyway, different discussion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but either way, I still think this is a great tailgating schedule. You can sleep in until like seven thirty, eight o'clock. You can still get your breakfast in. You can get some sleep. You can rest that voice up, and you get out there, and you're in there during more of the warm part of the day. I just, it's just a better vibe for those three twenty-five, or obviously the prime time. But those three twenty-five kickoffs, and the parking lots open at like nine, eight thirty, whatever it is. Uh, you can get out there at seven thirty. You don't have to get up at four o'clock in the morning and just ruin the next day or the, that night because you can't function. Yeah, that would be no good. I know. I, I know. I'm, old, I, yeah, I know. I'm looking forward to to heading out there in a car bar. Uh, with my my neighbors and hitting up Village West Discount Liquor and get some of their barrel picks. Ooh, bourbon session for tailgating. I'm going to swing down to McNoodles uh, Liquor and our proud partner of Casey Sports nice. Network. I'm going to drive down to Joplin on my way to Arrowhead and pick up some. Uh, we need to get one of those McNoodles locations here in Kansas City. If anybody's looking to franchise, uh, we know some people. So There is one. Out. There you is taste one test. on the like, border. I've never knew that was border. a thing. You know, there's yeah. one on the border, Missouri and Arkansas, like and it, it is a fantastic, 
it is fantastic. There, I was going there. I was going there. Like when I used to have Arkansas, my North, Northwest Arkansas, my territory, I'd always yeah. stop at that one. Cause they would have yingling. Right. Cause it's like the <laughs> yeah. big, it's like you're driving through Missouri and all of a sudden it's like Arkansas. You're like there's a big billboard. So it's, we, it's like, we have yingling. And then it's like over there across the street and it's like Mac and noodles. And you're like, Oh wow, brilliant. this is like That's brilliant. brilliant marketing. It is brilliant. Yeah, I just, I, love that. I think brilliant marketing is just that they let you uh, taste test. Like you go in there and drink. So like as a college kid, it'd be like, I can go to this liquor store and just buy a bottle of what I know I'm going to buy. Or I can go to this store and taste test <laughs> this is... and then decide if I want to get it. And be like, after two shots, like, yeah, I want this one. You get two shots. <laughs> That's awesome. And then you got a nice little lather before Game you in go the out, system right? Here. Game <laughs> in the system here. All right. The third thing that we want to talk about, Nick, and this is when you saw the schedule, this is the first thing that jumped out to you is, the Chiefs had to get after it early, and they've been very good. I know our, our good friend and uh, you know uh, co-host here on KC Sports Network, uh, Kent Swanson of the Laboratory. You know he came up with a stat that over the last five years, the Chiefs are eighteen and two uh, at the beginning part of the season. So they've always come out strong. Andy Reid's always got stuff up his sleeve that teams haven't prepared for yet. Uh, but as you met, like you start off with the Browns, a team that you played in the playoffs last year, and then you're going at Baltimore. Then you've got the Chargers, you've got the Eagles, and whatever they're going to be this year, and then the Bills. So, and don't Washington at Week Six. That is a game that a lot of people will look at Washington's quarterback. And this isn't probably the point you were going to make, but I'm just going to roll with this. <laughs> but a lot of people think that like Washington because of their quarterback situation, Washington's defensive line may be the best in the NFL. That is a scary group that they have up front. And that's not a game that Chiefs fans should look past just because of the quarterback situation. Because as we saw last year, if you just completely wreck an offensive line, granted it will not be the same offensive line. But if you can dominate the trenches like that, regardless of how high-flying seven-on-seven-ish football becomes, if you win in the trenches and dominate, you're still going to win the football game. Yeah, no, I and I totally agree too. And and I think that schedule too, if you just look at it from a, a pure logistical standpoint, right? You gotta go at Baltimore for a Sunday night at a Sunday night at Baltimore. No. People don't realize you play you start a seven twenty game at Baltimore, whenever the heck it is, and you're playing till ten thirty, so everyone's back on the bus at midnight. And you're back at the the, the airport yeah. at one. You're you're at you're leaving Baltimore at one, and you're getting back to Kansas City at like four in the morning. And then you know yeah. if if you don't have a victory Monday, you know you might have to come in at noon. And that honestly, and then so that that kicks off your your, your travel extravaganza. So so you're getting back Monday. So Monday screwed. Tuesday you're off, and then you got to go to the Chargers the other way. And lose two hours, right? So you gain, you, you go eastern, east east coast, then you go west coast time, and then you're back, and then you go back to Philly, east coast time. Um, you know, hopefully, you know what's the what's the Philly game? Is that like the uh, what's Philly's the time? week four? It's a noon no, game. Noon. It's okay, some, so you, a yeah. noon game. So I mean, but still, it's an early thing. And then you you come back at home Sunday night. Or, or is that is that Washington? Yeah, it's at home Sunday night against Buffalo, and then it's at Washington. Oh my! And then God. at Nashville. Yeah. Oh, that's that's seriously like like fans may underlook that, but I mean, there's a reason why when West Coast teams go to the East Coast, they lose because you know you're you're three hours, you know you're you're yeah. minus you're plus three or one two three, and then and, you traveled all that way. And you know what? 
it gives me like flashbacks and the worst part of like traveling with the team, right? With the Chiefs are those like East Coast primetime games because not only like you end up sitting on the butt, like you get to the airport and you feel like you're about ready to leave and you feel like you sit there for an hour because you have to load all the equipment on and do all the other stuff. But the worst part is when you land in Kansas City at like 3.45 and then you have to get on a bus for like 45 minutes yes. and go to Arrowhead. And then I'd have to drive from Arrowhead like all the way out to Overland Park. And like the second we would land, I would text my wife like, see you in an hour and a half. Oh. <laughs> like we're all, oh. I'm 30 minutes from home, but it's going to take forever to get everybody on the buses and everybody around. Uh, and yeah, it doesn't matter if you win or lose at that point, but those the landing in at KCI on those late ones, that sucked. Um, but yeah, it's good. The Chiefs have to be have to be on it early, and that's been a staple of Andy Reid's teams. They've always gotten out to fast starts, but you're going up against a Cleveland team right off the bat that wants to prove that this season is going to be different for them. And they, they took a step forward last year, much like the Chiefs did a few years ago, where they just wanted to show progress every year. And they wanted to show that they could step forward. And Baker Mayfield wants to show that he could step forward. It's a huge me- measuring stick uh, for anyone. And we know that. That's what the Chiefs, you know, that's the position that they're in. Uh, but, Nick, the fourth point we wanted to get to, uh, another one that I know you always look at as a former player, where the bye week lands. And for the Chiefs, luckily, uh, for all you family people out there, go see your family, go travel. You can just chill over Thanksgiving because the Chiefs have a bye week. Um, that is something that I'm sure as a former player and all the current players are really going to enjoy. Not only that it's later in the season, but that they can have some semblance of a – family just a break some sort of getaway in the middle of the season where it's not just go spend a couple of days with your family you're spending like a holiday with your family yeah it's cool to to bring that normalcy because you know when i played college and then i played in nfl you just you wrote off like thanksgiving you wrote off christmas uh you're just like okay i'm gonna be traveling hopefully and I'll, i'll have to miss this and just the way it is so to have that sort of normalcy, especially after 11 games, so you can kind of look like, we all, I was looking at the schedule like, you know, four game chunks. And so you got 11 games, you get your bye. And then, you know, you gear up for a hellacious six games after that bye. But but to have that little break, to get a breather. Uh, and I love how, how Andy, Andy Reid. It's really clicking. Okay. Like, I know, like that was clicking all those thoughts, huh? No, like. <laughs> no, I'm I don't kidding. Even... I know. Audio. I might have to cut it. That's um, fine. Is it bad still? Can you unplug it? Yeah, yeah. I know. Unplug it, plug it back in is the thing. Uh, is that better? Yeah. Yeah. So it's far. Um, but yeah, we'll get right back. I'll set it right back. up. I'll probably forget to edit this out too. <laughs> <laughs> I just won't swear this time. Um, but yeah, Nick, you were talking about, you know, as a former player, just looking where the bye week kind of lands. Was it when you were playing, was it the first thing when the schedule came out? Like, what were you looking at? Hell yeah. So you got to think the schedule comes out, it's off season, right? So it's, it's, you know, we're about to start OTAs here. All the, the draft picks are in and you get the schedule and my wife and I would look at it and be like, okay, where's our bye week And then, you know, you make some plans like that. And I think it's cool that, 
you know, now that you'll, these Chiefs players will be able to go back home for Thanksgiving or, or host at Thanksgiving, and, and I think that'd be cool. And especially with you got eleven games before that bye, and then you know you, you come home, you got six games afterwards. Yeah, and Nick, the fifth and final point that we talked about on this one, we talked about the bye week before, and I think it's kind of self-explanatory why players would like it later in the week because there was a time I don't remember which season it was, maybe in like 2015, uh, 2016. The Chiefs had it like week four. Like to have it or week five, to have it that early in the season, that makes like that weeks 13, 14, 15 start dragging on a little bit when all of a sudden you're playing like a five game season, you get that break early and then you have to grind it out the rest of the time. Uh, that was brutal. It Even sucks. for like a team reporter needed a break. <laughs> like I was, it, tired, no, it but I can't imagine. I wouldn't even do it. I was typing on a computer. <laughs> I was getting carpal Talking tunnel a microphone. for Christ's sakes. <laughs> No, it, it really does suck because you're like, I feel decent. Like week, week five, bye week, you're like, I feel good. Then you know you're like, oh, crap. And I got I got this big stretch coming up, and it's just, it's just really – it's terrible. And you were really excited about December to remember. <laughs> it's that, it's, that's got to be some sort of slogan, right? Like I think – oh, no, I'm sorry. Right. Phil Bennett, the great Phil Bennett, um, you know, uh, who's our D coordinator my, my first two years at K-State, and he said – Everyone remembers November. And then in NFL, it's everyone remembers December. Because that, that's when, like, you separate the men from the boys. And, and the Chiefs have a hellacious schedule after their bye. I mean, those six games are going to be brutal when you look at that bye. You said it's, it's, it's divisional games. And divisional games are tough because you're so familiar with your opponent. And they're actually uh, – like it's like almost I could compare it to like a college rivalry, like K State versus KU, yeah. or back in the day Texas versus Texas A and M, and and you know each other intimately, and you really want to win those games because obviously yeah, and, they count twice. Yeah, and for people wondering, so they have the bye in week twelve, and then it's week thirteen home against Denver, week fourteen home against the Raiders, week fifteen at the Chargers, and then week sixteen against Pittsburgh at home, and then those two road games to finish it out against the Bengals and the Broncos. But, yeah, coming off that bye week, three straight games against division opponents, and then we talked about that at that week 15 game at the Chargers is that Thursday night game on short notice. So, uh, again, that's the one when you circle all the games. That's the one easy for me. It's like that's going to decide the division. If everybody yeah. stays healthy and as we – if I had to put my money on it right now, that's the one where it's like if they win that – it's like the Chiefs win one more game and they've clinched. And maybe I should like mark this down and I'll clip this later and be like, I was a genius. Uh, <laughs> or you can clip it and bury it if you're wrong, right? <laughs> just clip it and be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, but uh, that never happened. Inact- yeah, just, that video yeah. is inactive. No, I'd probably <laughs> self-deprecating enough. I'd probably just call my, I'd like tweet at cold takes myself. I respect um, that. Yeah, just, just own it. Well, and, and you look at it too. Yeah. Like I, I love how the NFL says, listen, Chiefs are, are that team to beat. I mean, obviously Tampa is the reigning Super Bowl champions, but um, that's an asterisk uh, to me, you know, with the O-line missing. I'm bitter. And and you go <laughs> yeah, real those divisionals. Brain. Yeah. Um, well, you, you, go, you go the divisionals, and then you go Thursday night on the road versus your toughest divisional opponent on paper right now. Like I love how the NFL is like, hey, guess what? Screw you. We're going to make this super difficult. But then also iron sharpens iron. Yeah. I like how we look at it and we're wondering like what our difficult schedule is. And we all forget that Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback and that Tyron Matthews leading this defense and all of Chris Jones and all of these guys uh, are going to be back and ready to go. And uh, I can't wait. 
Uh, you know, you're a step closer when the schedule comes out. And this was a great thing. I think for everyone, you just kind of get into that rut of the Royals losing like 78 games straight after starting the season in first place. It's like how quickly, like I haven't watched a lot of Royals games because I'm part of that. Like I cut the cord and now I just can't be a Royals fan unless I'm mm -hmm. out in public and a game is on. Uh, but it, just following the fandom on Twitter and <laughs> just seeing yeah, like too. everybody's like Dane Moore is going to go into the hall of fame. Like he's a genius. And everybody's like, I don't know how much longer he's got here. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like two weeks apart too. people. Sorry. Oh, BJ. I, I, I love that too, because I, I get it because my wife, my wife is a big Royals fan and she has the mm -hmm. games on every night. So it's like, to me, I just ignore it. But last night's was brutal. Cause like they were like down eight, nothing and they tied it. And then they lost at the bottom of the ninth. And I'm like, that's just terrible. Like that sucks. Like it's just brutal. Yeah. At least we've got the Chiefs, you know. So we've got it's the Chiefs and we've got the schedule and we've got some extra games. Only three preseason games. I give you what those games are, but nobody really cares. Nobody cares. Uh, only the second game even has a date on it. Uh, so again, <laughs> they don't even like, like whatever. Like no it's on whatever. Friday. It's on Friday, I think the twentieth. Uh, and then the first, like the first and third preseason games aren't even timed yet because they probably have to make sure that reruns of Blue Bloods get get in or whatever. Oh. Like and Law and Order, Law and Order, some <laughs> random city too. Hey, don't you don't you say a bad word oh, about no. Law and Order? Oh no, is that That's, with Ice T? What's the one with Ice T? Special Victims Unit. SVU. You watch that show? Do you watch that? those shows? Uh, there was a time in my life where I watched them a lot. Now all I do is watch my son watch YouTube videos of other kids playing video games and talking about it. Oh my and God. every 10 seconds, he hits a freaking button and an ad pops up. And he wants to buy a T-shirt from these kids. <laughs> I was like, I'm not buying a T-shirt from a 14-year-old on YouTube. But in the same breath, I'm like, how did he do that? Because we're going to start selling T-shirts. You can't see sports now. Like, I email this 14-year-old kid and be like, how do you do that? So Monetize, <laughs> so I'm getting, monetize getting, your stream. Getting tips on how to run a business from a 14-year-old Twitch streamer. These guys have it figured out. They're millions of views. They do. So hey, listen, dozen. every time, every time uh, my, my, my 10 year old does that stuff, I'm like, damn it, man. You know, I think about my parents saying, you're never going to make money off video games. And I'm like, they figured it out. Like they, they figured out how to make money off video games and the internet. It's amazing. It's Somebody amazing. told me once that like esports, like the interest and like the money yeah, is like double every other sport combined, like including the NFL and just like, and that may be like a completely made up, probably like a Twitter type thing. Um, like the Don't Twitter type stat. Just, just say it. Let's just keep it in cycle. Yeah. You just use your platform. You throw it out there. And then if I'm wrong, people tell me I'm wrong. And if not, you just keep repeating the lie and that's how things work right now. Well, it makes sense. Um, we look at it from a world perspective, like, you know, it's big in other countries cause you know, there's not much other sports that are major yeah. and I mean, I remember when Rick Fox invested in the esports team, and then that was like ten years ago. And now it's Andrew like, Wiley's on one here really? in Kansas City. There's like an esports team here. That's amazing. Yeah, I don't know what they play, or I don't know how it works. Like, is it one game that they play? I have no idea. Oh this wow, you world. are out of touch. I am. I didn't even play a lot of video games when I was a kid. Pretty much like, everything. Just, pretty much everything. BJ is. I mean, FIFA, Madden. Uh, the big one is Rocket League. Uh, Rocket League is cool. Fortnite is cool. Uh, I have no Fortnite, and we have yeah. Madden. I have an Xbox One. I bought one, thinking I'd play it a lot, and I don't. No, this is what we do again. We had like a twenty-minute long, twenty-eight-minute long episode, sorry. and now we've been blabbering for six minutes. And our diehard fans are still listening. And so I will repeat: make sure that you are subscribed 
to our Substack. You can go to kcsn.substack.com or go to any of our social media channels and you can get linked off that. Or you can go to our Facebook page or our Facebook group. We literally are everywhere. There's, you don't have an excuse not to be able to find it. Uh, but go there, subscribe to that, subscribe, or excuse me, follow the KC Sports Network Twitter account. And on Friday, I'm going to pick five random winners who are subscribed to the newsletter and following the Twitter account. And you can see from right there on Nick's shirt, Jack Stack Barbecue, we are sending $50 gift cards out. That will get you a lot of baked beans, a lot of corn, probably a little bit of the crown beef because it's a little bit pricier, but it's damn worth it because mm -hmm. it is very, very good. And one of my favorite things about our partnership with Jack Stack this year is we've got a lot more gift cards. And what do I like to do? I give away gift cards a lot. I like to give away happiness. Yeah, just making it rain with gift cards. So make sure you subscribe. Give yourself a shot. If you've already subscribed, you're still in it. It's not just for new subscribers. It's for everybody. Uh, and we appreciate your support. And uh, continue to let us know what you think. Continue to spread the word of what we have going on here um, with KC Sports Network as we've teamed up uh, with six other guys to create some really, really cool content. And we haven't even announced probably a third uh, of what we have going on. So a lot of cool stuff. Nick, do you have any parting words for everybody before we let them go on this schedule release special? Instead of Jackstack, I'm going to start referring to it as Fiorellas because <laughs> that's what it is. I, I just love that. It's just like, is this an Italian joint? No, it's damn good barbecues. That's what I'm going to pretend that your accent isn't that terrible, though. Okay. Are you kidding that, me? That's that's that legit, bad. dude. That was like, come si dice? Like, there's like, wow, this dude's Italian. That was okay. That was really good. Can you say Fiorellas again? And then we'll let the world Fiorellas. That's really okay. good. Okay. That's how we're going to end it. So thanks for listening. Subscribe. Leave us a review. And uh, don't review Nick's accent right there. Please. We need Please to do. I dare you. See you, Chiefs Kingdom. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.